Welcome to the Parenting is Heartwork podcast. This is Dr. Scott Taransky with Elena's Fetzlot, and we are here to talk to you about parenting. In fact, I can hardly wait to talk about today's subject because I think you're going to find this um, pretty interesting as we talk about transferring responsibility to children. Just a very important um, principle that we use not only in the Biblical Parenting Coaching Program, but also in our new book that we wrote, new audio book that we have out called Home Improvement, the parenting book you can read to your kids. There are eight different principles in this book. We take them one at a time in these podcasts and go through them. And this one is a very important one for uh, the health of children and the strength of a family. Elena, welcome. Hi, Dr. Scott. Hi, everyone who is listening to us. I'm very excited about the subject today because I am indeed a person, a parent who needs to learn more about transferring responsibility. I'm very good at trying to solve my children's problems. Um, so yes, I'm really willing to learn a lot uh, more today. I, I just want to um, start by giving a short quote uh, from your book, which I found very, very wise. Experience is a valuable teacher. It teaches skills such as how to ride a bike, how to find lost shoes, um, and experience teaches children how uh, they f- to feel it feels like to be left out, to win or lose. Um, but it's seldom easy to learn from experience, particularly challenging or painful ones. So, Dr. Scott, how, um, how would you describe uh, this um, concept of transferring responsibilities or learning, for, you know, learning from experience? Well, I think that uh, our children develop more confidence in life when they are able to solve their own problems. I think that this is a shift for us as parents because we're used to solving problems for children when they're young, but as they get older, Sometimes we don't make the shift. Mm-hmm. And so a child who walks into the kitchen and says, I'm hungry, you know, sometimes a parent will just get up, oh, you're hungry? Well, let me help you solve that problem. And, and I'm not sure we always have to do that with children. Maybe sometimes we can have children solve their own problems, but that takes a little bit of work. It takes a little forethought. It takes some planning. It takes a new culture experience in the home. And so when we want children to learn from life, it means that, well, we're going to have them uh, participate in the problem-solving process at least. Sometimes we help them with that, but they're going to take some more responsibility here, and that's going to be really key for their own growth and development. Yeah, I think it's something that parents need to need to be intentional about because it's like you said, it's such a um, instinctual thing to go and start to <laughs> to help your child. So it's something you need to really do. Um, be mindful of and stop yourself before that and. Um, in, in your book, you do give um, uh, very uh, elaborated ideas and um, also very practical ideas on how to do that. And you talk there that when parents start or if they would like to um, start thinking more about how to use this, they should be, you know, they, it, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of sensitivity. And I really like that idea because I think um, we can't just you know, choose um, uh, uh, randomly how to, li- uh, to leave our children um, get on with things or find, solve their own problems. It has to be done in a wise way. How would, you, um, how would you describe that? Yeah, I think that sometimes we see a high rate of complaining in children. And one of the things I like to say to parents is there are two kinds of people in the world. There's complainers and solvers. Now, complainers are ones who focus on the problem. Solvers are ones who focus on the solution. And so when we empower our children by helping them solve their own problems, we're really helping them to move away from complaining, which is just focusing on the problem, to actually be problem solvers. 
I remember one uh, mom, they were sitting around the table eating, and, and the, the boy looks down, he says, I don't have a fork. <laughs> and mom says, now she normally would have jumped up and gotten her one, gotten him one. Uh, here's, here's a fork for you. But instead, she just said to her son, oh, wow, yeah, that looks like you're missing a fork. I'm sure you could solve that problem. Now, very interestingly, children solve problems in different ways. You know, this child might decide, oh, well, I'm just going to eat with a spoon and not have a fork. Or another child might get up and, and go get a, a drawer, open the drawer and find that the forks are all dirty. And so mm. you might say the forks are dirty and say, oh, wow, I'm sure you can solve that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so now a child's looking in the dishwasher trying to wash a fork. And, you know, all of those are good experiences for children. And just see what they learn, what they're learning. When they learn how to solve problems instead of just complain about them, really good things happen in our children's lives. So knowing how to transfer that responsibility and without, you know, we don't want to be mean to our kids, but we also want to empower them. And it's basically a statement that says, I believe in you. So I think it's a very valuable thing that we do with our kids. Yeah, I think it's very true that it develops skills which they wouldn't develop otherwise. I grew up um, doing, taking a lot of responsibility and it wasn't necessarily by design, it was just how it happened. I grew up um, in a um, rather poor f family in Romania with, uh, of, uh, with five children. So I had to take on a lot of responsibility at a very young age. And actually, if I think of my own children, um, they hardly do anything. <laughs> And it's really, actually, it's eye-opening to, to consider, you know, there is a lot that they can do, a lot more that they can do if I would just um, open my, my mind to that and, and learn from this book also. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I uh, really like, uh, and I know you speak in the book about asking open questions. You know, we don't know how to, if you don't know as parents how to get started on this principle, um, Asking opening open-ended questions to your children when they um, come complaining to you could be the, the first right step in that direction. Is that correct, Dr. Scott? Well, I think so. so it's to say to a child, why is this a problem or what do you think you could do about that? Those are open-ended questions um, because what they do is they get the child thinking. There are times when children just feel like it's their job to present problems and parents' job is to solve them. And we want to move away from that mentality as we're trying to help children to be stronger in their ability to address their issues. I think it's important for us, though, we don't want to do this in a, um, um, a way that is, uh, how do I say, harsh mm. uh, or mean. I think that one of the key elements here is to express empathy. You say, oh, wow, yeah, that's, that's a problem uh, that you have there. Or I'd be frustrated, too, if I couldn't find my shoes. Mm. Um, what do you think you could do about that? And then we can sometimes guide them and you know, we could say, why don't you sit down? So what some people do is they sit down and they think, where was the last time I had them? And maybe that would help. And so mm. what we're doing is we're, instead of going hunting for the shoes uh, for the child, which we may do, that's also a loving thing to do. But if we're going to try to help children learn from life, then sometimes we teach them how to problem solve. We teach them what it looks like to analyze the problem a bit, to try to figure out a possible solution and then to implement it. All of those are strategic ways we can help children change. Yeah, and in your book, you also describe um, and go into more details about how to deal when consequences occur and you describe them as natural consequences or logical consequences. So um, I really like what you're teaching there, um, especially around avoiding condemning 
um, such as I told you so, or, you know, having this kind of, um, yeah, attitude which, towards our children, which can be seen by them as disrespectful or maybe untrusty, untrustworthy. So um, how do you, how would you um, encourage parents to deal with that part of, you know, of the uh, situation when, let's say, the child has tried something and it was maybe not the best of successes or they haven't listened uh, to what a parent suggested? Yeah, natural consequences are tricky, okay? So sometimes parents want to use natural consequences at times when I don't think they're all that helpful. They'll say, my child's failing at school. I just let him fail. Maybe he'll learn from me from failing uh, to study harder. Now, that only works for a child who's self-motivated. If a child's not internally motivated, then they just, in that case, learn how to fail, get around the assignments. They don't usually uh, recover uh, very well because they're not internally motivated. A child who stays up late, let's say a 14-year-old who's highly motivated to get good grades, stays up late one night and then does poorly on a test, says, oh, I'm not going to do that again. Well, that's fine. That's learning from natural consequences. But other kids will just say, uh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm not going to get it right. It's not worth it. And then natural consequences don't work, and so we don't want to rely on them then. But I do think there are times when children make mistakes in life, and it's a great time for them to learn from experience where they're being silly on the skateboard and fall off and get hurt, or, or they're, they leave their shoes out in the rain, and uh, so now they're wet and they want to wear them the next day. I mean, those are situations where natural consequences can be a good teacher. It's not like we planned those things. Mm. They just happen in life. And that's when I think you start with empathy. You go, oh, man, look at those shoes. They're all wet. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you going to do about that? So we're still transferring responsibility, but we're teaching our children how to learn from life through the natural consequences. So I do think kids can learn from natural consequences. I think natural consequences are not helpful when, number one, uh, the natural consequence would be too painful. Mm. That's why we don't let two-year-olds run out in the street, for example. I mean, that'd be an extreme example because we. It just uh, be too painful. Mm. We don't let them learn from natural consequences. We exert more parental control in that case. Or um, when the consequence itself takes a long time, you know, let's say you, we don't say, okay, you left your bike out. We don't say, well, we'll just see what happens because it would take years for it to rust mm. and uh, be inoperable. It just takes too long for the natural consequence to be learned. So at that point, we step in and use a different kind of consequence. But I do think natural consequences happen. They already happen in our kids' lives, and we don't want to put ourselves on the side of the consequence and say, oh, see, I told you so, or if you would have listened to me, this wouldn't have happened. I think we want to ally ourselves with the child and say, oh, man, I'm so sorry. What a painful thing to have to endure. Mm. Um, so I think that that's a good way to address natural consequences in our lives. Yeah, I would encourage parents indeed to um, to read the, this chapter in your book and learn how to discern w about when to use uh, consequences, natural consequences, or logical consequences. Indeed, if you if your child wants to go out <laughs> wearing a pair of shorts when it's cold, um, that could be something that you can let them do because they will learn from it. But um, yeah, not having their homework in it's probably something you don't want to do. So absolutely, uh, we want to encourage that. And Dr. Scott, I really like. In your book, you also mention about the fact that Jesus was someone who would um, have a very similar response, you know, uh, to to people who are complaining or to or, or or when he wanted to guide people, he was he was using open-ended questions and he would just, um, yeah, let natural consequences happen and ask people how would they respond to that. I really like that part of your uh, teaching. 
Uh, would you tell us more about that? I think studying the life of Christ teaches us a lot about how to relate to others. Jesus didn't always respond the same way to people. Sometimes he was quite um, hard when he spoke to them. Other times, very compassionate and tender. Uh, many times, though, Jesus used natural consequences to help children change his children, his disciples in particular, change. I mean, just think about Peter when Jesus is walking on the water. Peter sees him out on the water, and Peter says, "Lord." call me out on the water too and mm. and jesus says come and so peter comes out on the water now i i think peter's he probably had adhd and that's why he <laughs> has a hard time learning um and i think kids with adhd really do learn more from experience than they do through uh lecture method and um so jesus is allowing peter uh, to learn by saying come on out on the water and so peter comes out on the water and he learns from experience that he needs to trust the lord keep his eyes fixed on Jesus, so that he can keep moving forward. When he doesn't have that, then he sinks into the circumstances, into the waves nearby. So very important um, to see how Jesus allowed his disciples in particular to learn. I remember the one time they, you know, feeding of the 5,000, mm. Jesus says, you go, you go find somebody alone. You know, you go solve this problem. Where's the food around here? <laughs> and they're going, well, you can't go buy food. Uh, th there's no restaurants around here. <laughs> it would take so much money to do that. And, and uh, then they come up with a solution. The solution is a little boy's lunch. And they're going, oh, but I don't know if this is going to work. And, and so Jesus says, look, you guys go sit everybody down in 50s and 100s. And, and when you do, then I'm going to bless this food and you can hand it out. And, and so they learned from ex the, the experience of Christ that how to trust him and how God works in amazing ways. So. I do think there's so much we can teach our children when we um, have a, a mindset that says, I want to help them to learn and grow, not to rely on me all the time to keep things going and solve their problems. Yeah. Solving your own problems builds confidence. So uh, we do encourage parents to learn more about how to transfer responsibility, how to be wise about it, so how to, and please pray about it as well um, in your own life, in your children's life. Uh, we encourage you to um, have a read of the Home Improvement book or a listen. You can find it on biblicalparenting.org, um, along with a lot of other resources that you can make use of immediately. Um, and if you would like to learn more about uh, our podcast, please feel free to listen to the other episodes, as well as um, go on parentingishardwork.org, uh, and you will find out more. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for today. Do you have any final words of wisdom for us. Yeah, you know, sometimes when children try to solve problems for themselves, they make mistakes, or they do it poorly, or they make messes. And so it's in those moments we have to be especially uh, sensitive and compassionate, because when children do solve problems for themselves, they probably don't do it as well as we could do it. So we don't want to be overly critical. We want to love our kids. We want them to feel the sense of growth, and we want them to learn from mistakes. So when children are uh, cracking eggs for a breakfast and they make a mess, uh, they're learning. They're learning from natural consequences. Our job is to be patient and kind, give direction when we can and suggestions to help them move forward. But the, the whole idea of helping children learn from life is, uh, requires some rethinking from us as parents, too, because it is a little more difficult sometimes, a little tr more trying, and it is certainly frustrating to watch a kid try to tie his shoes 
when uh, he's just learning how. So sometimes he's like, just give me that shoe. I'm going to tie it for you. <laughs> and so we have to um, we have to be careful here. But I think that uh, in the end, our kids learn a lot if we'll allow them the freedom to make mistakes, to grow, and to learn how to solve problems for themselves. Thanks to Elena for, for having this time with me. And uh, we do encourage you folks to check out the resources and we'll look forward to talking to you in another episode of the Parenting is Heartwork podcast.